0: Recording conversation. Oh,
1: this is Riddlebox, and I have on with me JZA.
0: How you guys doing?
1: And uh, today we're gonna uh, JZA is gonna tell me about Memo and the Memo Project. So uh, At least I'm gonna I get. Try. What's that? At least I'm gonna try. Yeah, he can do it better than I can. So. <laughs> Um, I guess first, uh, you want to just give a general description of MAMO and what it is? Sure.
0: So MAMO basically is a platform that Nokia uh, created um, for their devices. That's the N770 or or Internet Tablet. And then they created the new version, the N800 and the N810, which they're all Internet Tablet PC devices that run Linux, and they run a subset of some of the tools that you will find on the the GNOME desktop, but they were modified for the specific uh, specs of the device, and they call it MAMO.
1: So this just specifically runs on the Nokia N8 series, right? Nothing else?
0: Well, actually there's been some uh, rumors about uh, some UMPCs, UMPCs, uh, ultra-mobile PCs, uh, that have adopt MAMO. One of them is uh, done, in, most of them, they're done in Asia, and they're not really well-recognized brands. They're mostly like hard, uh, hardware uh, labs that have been able to create and adopt MAMO in their devices.
1: So what, what is uh, one of the great things about Memo?
0: Well, one of the things is that basically when Nokia said that they wanted to get into the embedded Linux space, uh, and this is also very interesting, very interesting in the sense that uh, Linux has been really strong on the embedded space. There's not a single months that you don't see any new device coming with linux embedded so when nokia got or nokia got behind the project of trying to come up with an embedded linux system uh... it really resound across the open source uh... sphere and there was a lot of people that were that were excited about it Um, they initially started with also it was very interesting because they actually stand behind Debian which also was uh, I guess a a very big victory for a lot of Linux users because traditionally uh, companies, big companies will ignore the Debian space and either they will create their own Linux distro or they will adopt some of the embedded Linux, commercial embedded Linux like Montavista Linux and I think there was another one I can't remember the name now but Basically, uh, when they actually announced that they were going to work with the community and they chose Debian, uh, a lot of people were happy about it. Also, they chose the GTK toolkit, which is the, the toolkit that people in the GNOME uh, desktop and XFCE and others use as the core widgets or the or the core toolkits for their GUIs. Uh, that also created a lot of... Uh, of vibrant uh, noise across the internet so you will see planet genome a lot of developers start getting hired in nokia and and just devoted to work on improving the toolkit and adapting the toolkit to the device the result was a, a great device it actually won uh... a lot of awards and a lot of recognition uh... the n 7 city back in uh... I, when was it was launched, I think it was launched in 2006. I think 2006 was the year that that N, the N770 was was uh, launched, and it won a lot of devices gadgets of the year award. Uh, I think Engadget also gave it the award as the device of the of the year. So it was pretty pretty interesting um, interesting times for the Linux people.
1: Now, does, uh, since Mamo is built from um, the Linux kernel and Debian and GNOME and stuff, does it run a lot of the normal apps that are out there, or, or do you have to get them compiled for that platform?
0: Well, so there's, um, uh-huh. well, uh, yes, most people, because uh, the N770 N- N- uh, came with uh, Armel or with a strong ARM processor. It wouldn't be a regular Intel processor. Um, In the very beginning, you didn't have many options to code from uh, on the repositories, so the repositories were uh, very small. But uh, there were workarounds, and one of the early workarounds was uh, using Slackware. So there was a repository for Slack packages on Slack for ARM, so all the all the uh, basically all the packages into that repo into that repository were encoded for the strong ARM processor, and you could just basically download the, insto- the Slackware installer and install it on your distro, and it will run. So you get all of a sudden you got well a, a larger repository, and you will be able to get Apache, you will be able to get wget, and all these kind of uh, well, very friendly Unix tools, and it was fun times uh, from that point. Uh, then the Debian packages actually became larger and larger, and more people started contributing, and they, most people were realizing that they just really just need to download the source code, ring code on the ARM processor, and that was all they need to do uh, as far as tinkering goes to adapt uh, the application to the, to the N770 platform. So I guess one of the things was that they were very uh, Linux compliant.
1: And do you own a 770 or 810
0: or...? Yes, I actually own a couple. I own the 770 and the N800. I didn't really jump into the NA10 just because I didn't see much upgrade from the N800 to the na 810 uh, however, my brother uh, got an A10, uh, and he's liking it. and It's 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 much it's it's a little bit improved. It's better processing power, and it has an internal memory card. However, well, one of the big things uh, that the na 10 brings is a, a built-in keyboard, which a lot of people thought that was very useful. Although after using n 770 and N800, I got really well used to the to the virtual keyboard with the stylus, and I type pretty fast. So I, I guess I don't I don't miss the the real hardware keyboard after all.
1: How How is the uh, community around the Memo project? Is it pretty big, or is it still pretty small?
0: Actually, it's have grown quite a bit. A lot of people, you see the forums being very active. So one of the best spots to go is a website devoted to, well, maimo.org, but also there has been a lot of fan or, I guess, fan uh, sites, and Internet Tablet Talk is one of them, and they have actually got really big, the forum is pretty active, and a lot of people are constantly talking about how to hack their NA-100 or NA-10. Um, I found a lot of tips there, and I will encourage people to go and visit it. There's also the wikis on Miami on wiki.miAmo.org. And there's also uh, Garage, which Garage is basically like uh, kind of like a sourceforge. Uh, type of uh, environment just for people that want to just join in, open an account. They will have all the SourceForge tools that you, they will usually use and then can use it to develop their own application for the N800.
1: And they also have an IRC channel and um, I see on their website they have tutorials and some documentation and uh, there is a section in there for repositories uh now, the website is being really slow, so I can't see. Um, is there a lot of extra repositories that you can add to it and uh, app get the uh, any different software?
0: Yeah, so they actually come a couple of times in a year with a new version of the... Uh, they upgrade the kernel, they patch the system, and they have v- uh, different repositories from those uh, versions and you can see it up in Uh, pool.repository.myemo.org and that's one of the places that you can go and find all the different repositories uh, for Myemo. On the wiki, there's also uh, a lot of help to get the extra repositories. Um, You can also get the alpha versions from Garage. So packages that have not yet made it into the repository but some of them, they because, like I said, they, you just, they sometimes people just recompile, and that's all they need to do to adapt it to Mamo. Uh, you can actually take a little bit of chance with the alphas and install it on your uh, your N800 and run with it.
1: Now, the one thing I do remember hearing about um, everything with the N7, the Nokia 770, and the N800 was uh, you had to flash it to upgrade it, is that right? And now, I guess with Diablo, you don't have to do that anymore?
0: Yeah, that's basically one one of the very first requisites by the users that they say, like, I usually install Linux, I just do an app upgrade or app get upgrade or something similar. However, because it's an actual device, an embedded device, they deal it... By using firmwares, so you will flash your memory will install the new firmware, and in the firmware the 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 actual os will come with like you said, well actually Diablo uh, tries to change that that would be kind of like the the last uh distribution or actually the last version of the main platform that you need to to install by flash by flashing the device but yeah, I mean personally, I have not had any problems flashing the device i mean. It's a very quick and easy process. It's just a new process that uh, I guess uh, many people were not welcoming because the thing is that you will you lose your data. It's not like you will partition and it will just erase your root partition. It will actually take out the whole memory. So you sometimes you'll have to migrate all your data to an external SD card and then flash it and then restore the backup. But I, I actually never lose any big information. I did that, and it went it went uh, without any problems, basically.
1: That's always good. I know I, as soon as someone talks about flashing firmware, they uh, everybody freaks out. Yeah, I still haven't updated my BIOS on my uh, desktop because I'm just nervous. <laughs> And these devices, you know, I'm looking at a picture on Wikipedia, and, I mean, they're small. It, I always pictured them as being, you know, big and bulky, but they look like they're pretty small.
0: Yeah, they're pretty awesome. Actually, um, my dad has an iPhone, and I have an 800 the iPhone. It's basically the same size. Uh, it's a little bit bigger than the, the, the N800, but then again... If you look at it, that this is an internet tablet and it has surround speakers, but the iPhone has this really tiny speaker hidden and it's just unfunctional. While the other one got like polygram uh, kind of speakers, so it, like stereo speakers, uh, so they're pretty awesome. Uh, you can just turn it on and listen to everything.
1: And what what kind of software comes by default with it?
0: Well, so this is an actual end-user device. It's marketed to end-users, and it's not planning to be geeky. So some of the stuff of the stack applications might not be very exciting to many geeks. Uh, So it's basically an image viewer, a browser, note-taking application, and the whole configuration stack. And I think there was also another thing, no command line, for example. No uh, emulators, video game emulators or whatever. It's just very, very bare bones. And for people that are not geeks, actually the coolest thing would be the video chat application that will integrate with with the Jabber. They have a, a native Jabber client for IM and video chatting, like video conferencing. And also they have a Skype client. Which also is uh, pretty, pretty uh, good for most people.
1: So it's got a microphone built in. Uh, does it have like a headset port or? Yeah. You know,
0: a- Standard headset headset port. You can just plug in your headset and speak right right through. the The, the mic is built in. It's very good quality. Uh, it's pretty good. Is like for example, you go to a 20 cafe around the corner that has uh, an open Wi-Fi. And you're just basically doing your work and talking to the device, and then you're talking to I don't know two or three people that you're doing conferencing call, and you're just, just there talking to the device. And it's pretty handy. It's pretty geeky also.
1: Yeah, it's uh, right on par with the triple E P C, but uh, it's a triple E P C is a little bit bigger.
0: Right. And this is like you know like conference call. You can just put it on the table and. Because speakers are pretty good, you can actually listen to the conversation without having the device holding your hand and put it on your uh your head or whatever and the display is actually pretty good. You can watch right now now once you get the repos and once you start looking at all the things that you can get, there's a whole bunch of stuff you get the x term you get the uh, you get m c Midnight my commander. You got all the NCurs's uh applications, uh VNC, so you can VNC into your desktop or your laptop, uh you have SSH, you have SFTP, everything you, you that you expect from a Linux distro. You actually have uh ScumVM which is a video game emulator. You can have a Game Boy emulator. It's it's pretty awesome. It it will blow your mind once you get <laughs> All the applications that have been around for 800 nowadays, I can say that one of my favorites is also a a, a word perfect client. I mean, a, a WordPress client, so you can blog offline, and when you get a hotspot, it will just sync it to your blog, which is pretty
1: cool. That that is nice. I've heard, uh, like, some people have. Uh, mapped out keys and stuff for um, emulators and for MAME and stuff so that you can actually download it and install it on the N800 and it's right out of the box, ready to play with, you know, in the most comfortable position and stuff.
0: Right. So the N800, they have a pad uh, on the side of the screen and it can work basically like if you were playing some kind of game uh game gear game boy device psp device so uh i have used it and of course it's it's not the perfect the most perfect pad because it's not built for playing video games but it's quite useful i mean it's usable and and you you can have uh very good fun playing with it Man i can it say that there's they also have a youtube client so if uh, you can do, the actual application is built it as if it was like the YouTube website and you can get the most views button and all these other buttons that you will see on the website and you can just browse. It will download the YouTube video. You can either save it to your device or stream it right through. It also has a KM player. It has M player and it has all the supports that you expect from M player to play Quick QuickTime, and all, that, uh, all the different formats, and a KM player, there's actually a World 99 TV, or World TV 99, and you get all these channels from all these countries. You have a global uh, TV guide, you can just go to France and watch French TV, or either odd places like, I don't know, Georgia, or Romania, or... Uh, South <laughs> Africa. It's, it's really, really, really geeky that you hey, I'm looking, I'm, I'm watching a uh, Thai MTV, for example.
1: And it's pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching it, but can't understand any of it. Right. <laughs> well, that's pretty neat. Uh, I think the whole thing is, you know, the whole project is looking pretty nice.
0: Yes, and, and, and if you have the chance, or anybody has the chance to go and take a look at the at the garage, uh, garage garage.memo.org there are some amazing projects and some of the developers is a one-man operation and they'll be gladly to, you know, you can just join them and use your skills and you can actually learn a lot in developing software uh, for the Memo because, and the cool part is that your knowledge that you get developing for Mamo you can actually apply it later on to the Linux desktop. So most of the development is like, for example, PyMemo, which is almost the same as PyGTK. And it's the combination of Python with GTK. So if you can get that narrowed down and and become a good uh, developer for PyMemo, uh, it will be really simple just to start coding applications on the desktop. So um, there's a lot of push of new and uh, very creative applications that use some of the specific things on the device, like the pressure points of the stylus that you might not find in the desktop necessarily with the mouse. But uh, <coughs> but most of the things are, are transferable. I mean, so the widgets, the windows, the interface. It might change the interface, but at least the code, the engine will be the same. Uh, we're getting... New exciting things like for example an an open document viewer in mymo uh, an office suite developed specifically for memo um, with Diablo a lot of new tools came like came came of age uh, so for example we have it's not evolution really it's more like GNOME calendar but it's a very evolution like interface and it will connect with uh, Google Calendar so you can sync your your Memo calendar with, uh... which is a gtk based calendar with um, with uh, google calendar so that's also pretty pretty cool as you merge the web 2.0 with the mobile device
1: it looks like right now they have uh... six hundred eighty five projects on garage dot dot org
0: yeah, that's quite so,
1: a <laughs> yeah it looks like it, uh, it's pretty popular <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's right. And I will I will I guess if, I mean college students that might be hearing this podcast wanna do a project as a as a graduation or you know, just to get their degree. I mean, these device may actually uh be a perfect fit. Um, there's a lot of people starting to innovate. Uh I've seen YouTube videos that they just blew up my mind. I mean, the projects are becoming so Geeky and complex at the same time. That it's like you will never think that this device will be working for, for this kind of application. So, for example, I saw a guy that was using his Memo on YouTube to um, <coughs> as a universal remote controller. So, so he was able to manage um, like five different PCs on the network and being able to monitor the traffic of the packages between the PCs. So he was using the Memo. As a visualizer of the packages, I uh, was pretty geeky,
1: yeah, I've heard of people that have somebody uh made a, like a remote control for MythTV, t v so you could control it over your wireless network, you know and do that
0: yeah yeah actually there's there, there is a project in of repo called myth myth remote or MythMod. So it's basically that. It's how to get an interface to control your Myth
1: TV. You yeah, had to figure Myth TV would come into the project sometime.
0: There's also uh, a lot of developers for, devi- for mobile devices. So one of the down things, a lot of people say, oh, well, it's not really what I was looking for because they say Nokia, they think phones, However, this device is not a phone it's a, I guess it's an internet phone uh, Because it has Gizmo and it has Skype on it But uh, it's not really a regular 3G network phone uh, But it will connect to the phone And there's a lot of projects that are also involved uh, Using your phone in, in conjunction with an 800 uh, Via the Bluetooth uh, chipset so you will connect the phone, uh, use the tablet as an interface to type your text messages and even control other parts of uh, most of the phone's app. So you will download the the calendar, I mean not the calendar, but uh, the list of contacts and you can call them straight from the N800. So the phone will be just like basically I guess the chipset, like an API kind of a, uh, a setup.
1: And most things are going to voice over IP anyway, so I, it'll probably you know slowly get better and better.
0: Yes, and the quality is awesome also on the on the N800. Uh, like I said, I use it in a noisy uh, coffee place, and the person that was listening to, to the conversation on the other end, uh, she was pretty impressed. She was like, oh, I thought you were at home. There was a really good... Noise cancellation engine on the
1: on the uh, N800. Yeah, well, that sounds. I'm sold. I think I'm gonna have to go buy one now.
0: Yeah, you should. Actually, what I heard is that they're um, um, they're selling N800s for 150 dollars up on eBay. Just because the N810 is out. So they're really, really, really inexpensive if you know, and if you have the patience to look for one up on eBay and all these other sites, um, you might be able to get one pretty cheap. And there's rumors of the next version, the N900, uh, and they ha- there, there, there's, still, there's still a lot of vaporware around that, but it seems that a lot of things are going to migrate, and this is one of the con- controversies, I guess. But they're migrating uh, to Qt because, well, Nokia, but Trolltech, which is the people that use Qt, the Qt uh, toolkit or framework, and they're migrating a lot of stuff to KDE. So now, I guess they're turning and hiring a lot of KDE developers to port some of the KDE applications into the N800. And the latest was that I think K-Office was already running on the N800, or at least, I think it was the NA-10, actually. So, they have Krita, Krita that is a, um, <coughs> it's a graphic application, and Kexi was all, uh, also running um, on the NA-10. So, that was pretty awesome, because now you're getting a lot of, the best of both worlds, now you're getting a lot of KDE and Qt type of affi- applications. Another thing that they were also innovating was on the browser. So at the beginning they have Opera Mini, which was uh, well basically Opera the browser which is very prevalent in the uh in the embedded space, so all your Nokia cell phones will have uh the Opera browser. However they switch and they switch to a browser called Micro B. And MicroB B is basically a small embedded uh form factor browser like Firefox, so it will use Gecko, and it will use the, it will act as Firefox, but then again, down the point, down point is that some of the extensions well, were not really built as compatible, as compatible with the, with the microB B, B uh, browser, however, it was a very good, stable browser, and now what they're trying to do is they want to innovate once again and migrate to WebKit. So they want to have a WebKit-based browser for the next version of uh, of the Nokia tablet family.
1: All right. Well, uh, I'm pretty much <laughs> out of questions. So
0: <laughs> well, uh, if, uh, like I said, if, if people want to learn about uh, getting in touch with the N-800, p- uh, with, with the MAMO people, go to and go to the v- visit the wiki, and also... Uh, Google for Internet Tablet Talk, which is the premier forum for the Memo uh, users. And if you don't have yourself a MAMO or an N800 uh, device, uh, go to eBay and try to get it for cheap. And uh, and I bet you're you're definitely gonna enjoy it. Um, I guess a big comparison is well, uh, what about the iPhone? I and mean, the iPhone has been overexposed and. For so many years uh, well since since it came out however, like I said my dad has a, a has an iPhone and I have an n800 and uh, I'm seeing that the iPhone well really is all about it just represents what usually what commercial people or commercial platform users think about devices like Oh, yeah, this is so functional, but each step of the functionality, you have to spend money on it. And even if it's a dollar or it's two dollars, it's cheap or whatever, you still have to, like, well, you cannot see the source code of the applications. You can only, you know, uh, tinker with things that companies provide to you or developers provide to you. And you're just, you know, trapped in this, well consumerism that you need to get more applications uh, and you need to pay for those applications and then your iPhone goes to crap because it has so many applications that starts crashing all the time Uh, while the A800 on the other side well, it's the open field of going into a project opening source code getting really easy languages to learn like Python and tweak and start playing around with your own development. So, for example, I went to uh, Sweden earlier this year. And just like a couple of days before, I started getting my first PyGTK GTK application that will transform from corons, which is the currency in Sweden, to euros, to dollars. So I can know the dollar amount of whatever I need to buy there. And uh, I just did it myself, and I was pretty proud about it. And I didn't, I didn't need to go and ask Apple for permission so I can develop or jailbreak my iPhone or whatever to, to be able to develop for my N800. So this is the freedom that we're usually used to if you're a Linux user. But it's also amazing that you can start applying it to embedded devices that you buy it. And it's in a certain, uh, I guess you can use it to a certain level but once you get all developers in it just explodes into this multi-purpose device that can do anything so I guess that will be my closing my closing speech about uh, getting an N800 and thinking about MAMO
1: alright, well I guess that's it then great, awesome
0: so send you guys an email if you guys have questions at jca at openoffice.org. You can send me your comments and also other things that you want us to talk about. This is our second episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it.
1: Yep, and you can reach me at james at enigmatech.com. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net,